0: This is the On The Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB
1: underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glynn. Hello, everyone. I am, of course, your host, Lance Glynn, and this is episode 26 of the On The Banks podcast. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11. And of course, you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can find them on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Just search On The Banks Podcast. You can find them on SoundCloud. Just search OTB underscore SB Nation. And of course, you can find all of our episodes at onthebanks.com. We are now right in the thick of this winter sports season. And I'll tell you, the athletic seasons so far have certainly gone by fast. For all your coverage of every Rutgers team competing currently, and the ones right now in their off season make sure to go to onthebanks.com this will be the final episode of the 2018 year tomorrow i will be leaving for israel and unfortunately i cannot do the podcast from the middle east i want to first wish everyone obviously a happy holiday and a happy new year i am so happy with what we have accomplished with this podcast this year we started it in june and through the first 6 months I have been privileged to have great guests on to talk about almost every Rutgers sport. Eric LeGrand, Todd Frazier, Steve Peichel, C. Vivian Stringer, Meredith Cifico, Joe Letario, Kristen Butler, Jerry Carino, James Cratch, Steve Flitty, Keith Sargent, and so many others. It has really been great getting to talk to all of them about all the ups and downs Rutgers athletics have had this year. To finish out the year, I am pleased to have on as the final guest of 2018, the most recent hire by Pat Hobbs in the athletics department, the new men's soccer coach Jim McKeldry. Coach McKeldry comes over from Fordham, the school he was the head coach for since 2003. He led the Rams to multiple NCAA tournament appearances and 2 a 8-10 titles in the last five seasons. He has also had quite a few players reach the MLS, and on the academic side, he has secured a 100% graduation rate of four-year team members since 2003. This hire has continued the trend of Pat Hobbs in the athletic department of hiring former coaches who have experienced rebuilding programs. Kristen Butler, the new softball coach, rebuilt Toledo before coming to Rutgers. Umi Salim Beasley, the new gymnastics coach, rebuilt Temple before coming back to Rutgers. And Coach McKeldry has experienced successfully rebuilding Fordham before now becoming the new Rutgers men's soccer head coach. This soccer team, look, it only won nine games in the past three seasons. But I'm confident that under Coach McKeldry, the fortunes of this program will most certainly change for the better. And I know that very soon, he will bring great success to this Rutgers men's soccer program. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. After coaching the Fordham Rams for 16 seasons, he comes to the banks as the seventh head coach in program history. I am now pleased to be joined by the new head coach of Rutgers men's soccer, Jim McKeldry. Coach, how are you? Welcome to Rutgers. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, Lance. I appreciate it. Excited to be here and uh, can't wait to get going.
1: So, Coach, I want to start with your time as a player. You know, you had a lot of success uh, with Fairfield, obviously. You were the 1992 MAAC Player of the Year. How did your experience as a player and your success, the success that you had, how did it help you as a coach throughout your career? How did it help you kind of grow as a coach?
0: Well, I think it always helps when you you have an idea of what the players are going through. Uh, Soccer is is totally different now than when I was playing. Uh, You know, my freshman year in college was 1989, and and the game has evolved uh, incredibly over that time period. So uh, there's a lot of things that are, are very different in terms of the quality of Facilities, the quality of player, Um, but in terms of heading off to college and dealing with all the social aspects of it, balancing academics, and and trying to push yourself athletically, those things remain the same, and, you know, trying to, you know, think back on on, on what type of personalities really were successful, what type of guys, um, you know, really excelled and managed to get the most out of themselves, those things haven't changed much, so you know, I look back on those types of experiences, and and, and I think it certainly does uh, help in dealing with players, whether it uh, was back then or, or now. It's uh, certainly something that helps.
1: So, Coach, you're an assistant at Fairfield. Then you leave to take the Fordham job, and, of course, you spend over a year or, excuse me, over a decade in the Bronx. From when you started with the Rams to now starting with the Scarlet Knights, how have you seen the game change over the years? And And if so, you know, if it has changed, how have you adjusted your head coaching style to better fit you know, modern NCAA soccer?
0: Yeah, I think it's it changed incredibly. I think, uh, number one, the, the funding of a lot of the, the college programs has, has increased. I think when I took the job at Fordham in 2003, I, I want to say we had maybe four and a half scholarships of the 9.9 scholarships. And over the years, that increased and, and helped uh, us attract better quality players and students um, as the funding increased. And I think that's across the board all, all over Uh, the, the youth side of the game has changed tremendously. Uh, The addition of major league soccer in in 96, and then eventually these professional teams having youth academies um, and has, has pushed the game. And then U S soccer, I believe, has has taken a big role in trying to, to help structure youth soccer and, things uh, increasing facilities for youth soccer increasing standards behavior of players and coaches and pushing coaching education all of these things have have made um you know made the game you know more popular i believe in terms of in the states and really we've got some incredibly talented young players coming through the system so uh, they have opportunities to potentially play professionally immediately out of out of high school almost um but also the majority of those kids uh, These talented kids are are going to find their ways to colleges, so um, I think college soccer is still incredibly relevant um, for many, many top players, so uh, it's an exciting time, I think, for soccer in, in the state.
1: You decided after 16 years at Fordham to come to Rutgers and rebuild this men's soccer program. What made Rutgers such a desirable place for you to come, especially since you know you had have had really great success at Fordham? You know, why was now the right time for you to come to Rutgers?
0: Yeah, I'm sure I, I probably could have stayed at Fordham. It's a lovely place. Uh, great people work there. We had a very good team returning for next year, so maybe the safe bet would have been to stay there. But uh, an opportunity to, to come to a place like Rutgers doesn't come along all the time. Um, and, and you say kind of rebuilding, which, um, which I understand that, but there's an incredible amount of history here at Rutgers. They've had uh, top-level teams, um, top-level players uh, that have come through the program. So uh, for me to be able to come here and try to maybe build on the legacy that some of the previous players have helped build, uh, it was just too good of an opportunity. Uh, the university, what, what Pat Hobbs is doing here and in building, uh, making the facilities even better, is something that I'm excited about. I think everybody here in the, at the Rutgers um, campus is excited about. So for me, uh, it's an opportunity for, for us to attract players to a place where they can get an incredible education and and we feel play at the highest level and, and compete for championships, hopefully.
1: So I want to bring up that topic of rebuilding again. You know, when you got the Fordham job in 2003, you went to a program that, you know, similar to now, needed to rebuild. You needed to bring success to it, and you did that. You now come to Rutgers, obviously a program that has struggled in the last few years. Having gone through the task already with the Rams where you needed to bring up a program, what is that process like rebuilding men's soccer? What's your plan to get Rutgers, you know, back to uh, the middle of the pack and then ultimately the top of the Big Ten?
0: Well, I think there's kind of two different sides of it. There's the current players that are here and making sure that we have the players with the right mentality and make sure they're committed uh, to the future of this program. We want them to be uh, as competitive as they possibly can at all times. So this group here will have an opportunity to, to improve, but also to to prove themselves um, to the, to the new staff that we have coming here uh, over the next, you know, four or five months as we get playing after the, you know, the holiday break. But, uh, then it's on the other side of it, it's recruiting. We've got to be out and about. We've got to be um, recruiting the, the top players, not only in our state, but outside the state and internationally. And uh, we've got to really be uh, aggressive in showing people what uh, Rutgers has to offer, both academically and, and in terms of uh, athletics. And I think we can compete with, with anybody out there in terms of what we offer here. So, um, you know, we'll we'll deal with the players that are here and try to get them moving in the right direction because I know we've got a couple of good players here that will uh, help us in the future for sure. And then we'll look to bring in players uh, that um, are out there playing at the highest level, wherever that may be. So we'll be, um, you know, all over uh, the country uh, and all over the world really trying to attract the best and the brightest uh, to come to Rutgers and, and make us a top program again.
1: You know, you bring up recruiting, and that brings me to my next question. You know, obviously in any sport, really, uh, the most important part of, you know, bringing a program back is recruiting talent. Before we talk about recruiting New Jersey specifically— How important is it to expand into talent-rich soccer states? You know, you mentioned with with Soccer USA and the MLS, soccer has definitely expanded throughout the entire country. How important is it to expand into other states and to really spread the brand of Rutgers soccer throughout not only the Northeast, but obviously going into the South, the Midwest, the the West Coast? How important is it to really uh, get a hold of, you know, all parts of the country?
0: Yeah, I think we want Rutgers to be an option for the top players all over. Uh, We're in one of the best conferences in the country, as you saw this year, with with three teams being in the Final Four and one team winning the national championship. So uh, we're in one of the top conferences uh, around. Uh, We'll get some national exposure just by being in that conference. But uh, we need to get out and and eventually really uh, establish relationships and evaluate players and then also get them here on campus and show them what Rutgers has to offer. Uh, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with what I've seen so far and and what's coming down in the future. Uh, that's why I'm here. And that's the same reason that, uh, we hope that players will want to come here. And you're right. Uh, we need to really establish ourselves again in New Jersey and in the Northeast, but we need to have people from all over the country know that this is a place where you can come and compete at the highest level in college of division one soccer and also get a, an excellent degree. And, that's uh, part of our job as, as coaches when we get out recruiting and, and selling our program to the top clubs, top coaches, and uh, and obviously the top players.
1: And of course, you know, you, you mentioned New Jersey. You know, New Jersey soccer has really grown over the past couple decades, and the state has tons of high-level players from a bunch of programs from North Jersey all the way down to South Jersey— this team already has a lot of NJ talent. How do you continue recruiting New Jersey? You know, How do you go about keeping these top players home, players that you know, over the last couple of years may have you know considered other schools, how do you keep them home at Rutgers and, and competing for you?
0: Yeah, it's not easy. There's a lot of good options out there, but we feel that this is an incredible opportunity to come to school, play in the Big Ten. We have some of the best facilities around. That's what we need to, to sell to these um, to these young student athletes. We need to let them know how good it is here. And in even though these kids are, are growing up uh, in New Jersey, many of them have never been to campus. Many of them have never seen your SAC um, Stadium. Many people don't understand the commitment that um, the athletic department is making not only to you know football and basketball, but to Olympic sports as well. And and I know uh, firsthand that what we have here is. Uh, at the top of the spectrum when you when you talk about facilities. And as some uh, more of these facilities come together, the Rocking Center comes together over the next couple of years, um, we really feel that we'll have as good facilities as anybody in the country. But we have to get people to come and see it. And uh, just knowing a good player in New Jersey and, and letting them know that Rutgers is interested in them is not enough. We've got to get them here on campus, uh, talk about the history of our program, talk about players that have gone on to – play professionally and, and move on uh, to top uh, jobs in, in different industries as well, uh, but also get them on campus and show them what a student-athlete men's soccer experience would look like from locker room to training facilities um, to the weight room to uh, our stadium. And, and once they get on campus, we're confident that we'll be able to compete with any school in the country with, with the top players, especially if they are excited about playing in front of their family and friends and, and have the opportunity their parents to see them, all the time compete at the highest level. So um, we're lucky that we have a talent-rich state that uh, that we're in, and now we just have to make sure that they, all these kids understand what, uh, what Rutgers are doing, what they're investing in, and what an incredible place it will be to – to compete at the highest level and, and get a great degree
1: you know you coached at Fordham only really an hour away do you think the relationships, or do you think being so close to Rutgers that'll help you in in maintaining relationships you might already have in terms of recruiting do you think you know knowing the Northeast will help you in, in recruiting overall how do you think your experiences at Fordham because it's so close to Rutgers will help you obviously recruit here uh, in Piscataway
0: yeah, I think it's certainly an advantage for me knowing the clubs, the um, the different people running these clubs, the the type of players they produce, some of the quality coaches that we have in this area. I certainly think it's an advantage. I'm excited to be able to work with some of these people that I know put uh, their heart and soul into their clubs or into their high school programs. So yeah, I think it's, it's a huge advantage for me that I understand the level, I understand uh, the types of programs that, that we have locally here that are producing top-level players. So uh, I think, um, you know, being in this area, growing up here, and then living in the, in the tri-state area uh, my whole life, it, it's certainly an advantage for me, and, and I plan on taking advantage of those relationships I have with people uh, that I've created not only for my time at, uh, at Fordham, but my previous time as an assistant coach um, prior to that. So I think it's a huge advantage for me, and, and I'm excited to take advantage of that and, and really get out and, and let people know Uh, how excited I am for uh, the future here.
1: So, Coach, you were obviously hired quite recently, and I'm sure, you know, you really haven't had much time to to watch film from last season with everything going on. But from what you know about this team last year and the program overall, what excites you most about next season and going forward?
0: Well, I think you're right. I I still have a lot to learn about our current team, and I think um, just uh, from the outside looking in, we we have to increase our competitiveness. Um, You know, I think there was times that uh, you know, the guys played fairly well, but we need to be even more competitive in these tight games and, and increase our uh, level of toughness and, and make sure that we can compete with some of the level of players that we're facing. But we do have talent on our team. We've got to get players to come in and surround those guys as well, because um, obviously bringing in talent uh, will, will increase the level of play of the current players as well. So we just need more players to come in. We know we have some here that can help us. But we do need players coming in from the outside and and making sure that they're bringing a different element to the team. But uh, we'll be working hard this spring with our current group. We'll be um, you know pushing them pretty hard to be uh, the best they can possibly be. And uh, and then we'll start figuring out as we're, we're adding in our incoming recruits of, of how we'll play and and you know how we can be uh, competitive uh, as quickly as possible.
1: You know, obviously as this season gets going and then seasons ultimately pass, you'll have an opportunity an opportunity to really put your stamp on the program. When that time comes that you've been here for a few seasons, what do you want this team's identity to be? Is it going to be more offensive, you know, more defenses, more defensive? What is this program going to be built on?
0: Well, we certainly want players that can deal with the ball, right? The, the, the level of players, whether they're coming from New Jersey or coming from outside the state or internationally, you know, this day and age, Guys want to play out. They want to have the ball. They want to keep the ball more than the other team, and we're going to have that type of style. We want to have guys who are comfortable on the ball. We want guys that have uh, the ability to deal with the athletic side of the game in terms of you know their pace of play or just their overall pace in, in general. Um, we'll certainly be a team that will be known that will be very tough to play against. Uh, I think everybody that plays against my teams over the last 10 or 15 years um, you know, will, will never be an easy game. For anybody that we play, we'll, we'll compete for ninety minutes. Uh, but we also do want to have the ball more than the other team. We want to be a tough team to uh, to deal with on the attacking side. Um, I like guys being creative in the final third. I want people uh, to feel comfortable taking uh, defenders on and not feeling that you know they're gonna uh, you know get yelled at or something if they don't if they don't pass the ball enough. I mean, we want guys that are confident and um, have the ability to run at players and, and cause problems. Um, but we also will be tough defensively, we'll be organized, uh, guys will know their roles, there'll be expectations to play both sides of the ball, uh, but ultimately we'll be a team that anytime someone comes to play us that uh, they know they're going to be in it for a match, if they're not up for defending, we're going to score goals, and, and, if, um, and if they're a good attacking team, we're going to make life difficult on them. So uh, I'm excited about uh, you know that when we get to a point where we feel that um, you know the team is, is where we want it to be, and, and ultimately we want people whether they're Rutgers alums or whether they're just uh, people in New Jersey that, that love soccer, we want them to be proud of our team. They want We want them to be excited about coming and watching our players and the brand that we're playing and and know that when they come to a game that it's going to be uh, incredibly competitive, whether we're playing the number one team in the country or not. So, um, you know, that's always a driving force for me. I want people to be proud of, of what we're putting on the field and, and understand how hard and committed our players are. So um, I'm very excited to, to get moving. And, uh, you know, hopefully those days come uh, sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I think you'd agree with me. The Big Ten Conference is really as strong a conference as there is in men's soccer. You know, this year alone, three teams made the College Cup, uh, Maryland, Indiana, Michigan State, and then obviously Maryland ended up winning the title. From your experience, what makes the Big Ten such a difficult conference? And how excited are you to know that when it comes to Big Ten play, there really are no off days. Every game is going to be against a top-notch opponent.
0: Well, I think all the schools that um, are in the Big Ten, especially, um, you know, the ones that have men's soccer, uh, are very committed to men's soccer, which is which is incredible, right? Whether it's between scholarships or staffing or facilities, they're incredibly uh, committed. And uh, that makes us uh, a desirable place for, for kids to come want to come and play, whether it's, uh, you want to play with the best or against the best. So uh, it's nice to be part of a group where, um, you know, the universities are, are incredibly committed. Uh, I also know that the coaches, I know uh, almost all the coaches that are in the conference, and they're at the top of the game, and uh, I know they're well-organized, they recruit well, um, and they have good products. All the schools that, uh, that are in our conference are good places to go. So uh, it's an attractive place for, for kids to want to come and compete. Uh, you look at some of the other top conferences in the country, you're trying to recruit players that want to play uh, and challenge themselves and you know, meet that standard that's set in, at, at this level. So having three teams in the College Cup and having one team win the national championship, it's quite easy to see that the standard is at the highest level. So that's also going to be part of our recruiting, is that you know, we want kids that want to come in and challenge themselves. They know we're going to be playing tough teams, but that's what they're looking for. Uh, and that's also something that, um, though it's very challenging, it's also something that uh, I'm looking forward to as well.
1: Coach, there are a lot of exciting things happening with Rutgers Athletics overall for both soccer programs as well as both lacrosse programs. The Gary and Barbara Rodkin Center for Academic Success will be your home in a few years. What does a facility like that and all the ones being built really, how do they help bolster a program both in development and of course in recruiting?
0: I think it's um, something that you know, during this process, you know, when I uh, started to to hear about those those plans and and when that uh, when the Rocking Center would be uh, uh, up and up and running, uh, it's something that was uh, attractive to me, and that when that building is finished, I, I really feel that we'll have one of the nicest places in terms of a student active experience as there is in the country. And I don't say that lightly. I know there's a lot of great places out there. But when you realize, uh, you know, what uh, the student athlete's life will be like, showing up, having a place to, to call their own, having a brand new locker room, having the coach's office there, having a study hall there, having a weight room, having, um, you know, top facilities that are needed right outside practice field. It's just something that will make not only, um, and I think we're in a really good spot right now as is, but I really feel that will will be something that will put uh, us over the top as a program for men's and women's soccer and uh, men's and women's lacrosse. But also, as you said, there's other buildings going up for wrestling and volleyball and men's and women's basketball uh, and, and some of the, the changes they they have um, for, men's, for football is um, really exciting to just be part of it. Um, but for men's soccer, that building is going to be um, uh, something that will allow us to showcase uh, something that uh, other schools just will not have uh, the ability to do. So I could not be more excited about um, the prospect of that building being up and running. Um, but we've got some work to do before that, and we're not going to wait for that building to get up uh, for us to to really um, try to improve and, and get up to competing in the Big Ten and on the national stage. But I think when that building is up, it's something that will be uh, life-changing for the student-athletes.
1: Coach, a couple more before I let you go. You know, Rutgers is, of course, the State University of New Jersey, and as I mentioned earlier, New Jersey soccer has obviously grown immensely over the last couple of years. How proud and excited are you that when you go on the road and are at home during the season and in the off season when you're out recruiting, how proud are you to not only you know represent Rutgers soccer, but to represent New Jersey soccer as a whole?
0: You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, I uh, haven't lived. Um you know, full-time in New Jersey since probably in 1993 or 94, uh, but when people ask me where I'm from, I still tell them I'm from New Jersey, because I feel that that's, um, you know, where I spent my first 22, 23 years of my life, so uh, I'm very proud to be the head men's soccer coach at Rutgers. I, I take it very seriously, and yes, as we travel around, whether, uh, you know, when we're playing out in the Midwest or wherever it takes us, uh, out west or down south, uh, I'll take that very seriously. Our guys will have uh, we'll have high standards for our guys, um, how they uh, represent themselves and, and represent uh, the men's soccer program, but also represent the state. So uh, I'll take that very seriously, and um, and I couldn't be happier about representing uh, New Jersey as we uh, embark on this. Um, and when we are in the middle of our season and, and playing against other uh, state universities from, from other states, um, I'll be very proud to represent uh, New Jersey for sure.
1: Coach, last one. You know, obviously the last few seasons for this team, they've been difficult. But this program, it's one with tradition, one that has had great success in the past. What is your message to our listeners and Rutgers soccer fans overall? Why should they be excited for this new chapter in Rutgers men's soccer?
0: Well, I understand the history, uh, and I understand that um, there are a lot of people out there, whether they're alums or whether they're just Rutgers fans or whether just soccer fans in general that want us to do well, and that has been, Exciting for me. Uh, you know, we'll be out working uh, as hard as any staff in the country. Um, I think we've got an incredible product here. And alums and, and just Rutgers fans should be excited about the future. I'm confident that we can get this program back to where it once was um, when they were, uh, you know, achieving at the highest level. And, um, you know, we have the resources here. The, the university has put um, an emphasis on, on uh, sports here that, uh, to, to match their their commitment to academics, so I just feel we've got an incredible opportunity. Uh, could not be more excited about being here. I'm excited about selling this university and our programs to the top players in the state, around the country, and, and internationally. And um, my staff and I will be really getting after it and uh, making sure that we're out and about. And uh, really cannot wait to um, you know bring in our first class next year and uh, and keep building for the future.
1: Coach Jim McKeldry, the seventh head coach in Rutgers men's soccer history. Coach, I wish you the best of luck going forward. I look forward to seeing the success you have with the team, not only in this coming season, but in the seasons to come as well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Thanks for the time. Anytime.
1: I want to thank Coach McKeldry for coming on the podcast as our final guest for the 2018 year. This year, as I said before, has been great for the podcast, and I know so many of you are going to love our guests for the 2019 year. Coach McKeldry follows the trend, as I mentioned before the interview, of coaches hired by Pat Hobbs that have experience rebuilding programs. I think that is of the utmost importance in really any sport. I think his experience in the Northeast specifically is going to be crucial. He already has relationships with local clubs, high schools, and talent, considering he wasn't too far from Rutgers when he was at Fordham, and he said it in the interview, he he intends to take full advantage of the relationships that he's already formed. Plus, by being so close, he understands the tradition this Rutgers program has. The Big Ten is an extremely difficult conference. It has the most recent national champion in it in Maryland, and of course, three teams in total that made the Final Four, adding to Maryland, of course, Michigan State and Indiana. This rebuild is certainly not going to be easy, but you have to appreciate the fact that Coach McKeldry left the program that he built to great success in Fordham, one that could very well have great success this year as well, to come to Rutgers and try to do the same for the Scarlet Knights. He's certainly not shying away from the challenge. He's embracing it, and he's going at it head-on. This rebuild will not happen in a year. We are Rutgers fans. We know these things take time. We've been through plenty of them. But Coach has a plan, he has a vision for this program, and he knows what it takes to rebuild and to succeed. It might not be next year, but I'm confident that Coach will bring success to Rutgers men's soccer, and will make this program into a consistent winner here on the Banks. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to
0: us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On The Banks Podcast.